Welcome to From the Outside Looking In with your hosts Patrick Bannis and Andy Leoskos. Come on in. Welcome, welcome back once again uh, to the show that is all about not doing weird intros anymore. Remember, we said we weren't going to do it, and we're not going to do it. We're just giving you the truth. This is the No Spin Zone. <laughs> Featuring Big Dick McGee and myself. True. <laughs> Bigger Dick McGee. I don't know. Whatever to say. Welcome to From the Outside Looking In, the show about everything, the show about nothing, the show about me, the show about you, the show about Pat and I staring longingly into each other's face via FaceTime on our phones. Oh, look how cute you are right now, bud. It's unbelievable. Yeah, whatever. If it's your first time here, you probably already tuned away. But if you stayed this long, know that we talk about books and comic books and geek culture from a non-geek perspective and non-geek culture. Whatever. We like sports. We like comic books. We like beer. We like talking about these things. And we like the sound of our own voice. Oh, yeah. Uh, What's – so – God dang it. Why can't I remember the name of the Bushwhackers? Uh, Luke and Butch. Luke uh, and Butch. R.I.P. Uh, Butch, man. R.I.P. Bushwhacker Butch. That's what I'm saying. So anyways, without further ado, I am Andy Liascos with me as <laughs> always. We won't do the Bushwhackers, R.I.P. Bushwhacker Butch, but the hawk to my animal, Mr. Patrick Banis. What's going on? That's right. Did a Legion of Doom, a.k.a. the Road Warriors. Of course. Intro right there. But yeah, I saw that today. Uh, Bushwhacker Butch Rip. Yeah. That went bad. That went south do, in a hurry, do bro. One, do one of those Bushwhacker. Yeah, do the Bushwhacker. Right? You can't see us because this is a this is a, this is a radio show and it isn't a video. One of one of those one of those new fancy Charlie Chaplin shows. And if you're you're new here, this is a radio show. Uh, and so what what do we do? Is we get the New York Post and we read it cover to cover, cover to cover. Forty seven pages of news coming your way, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that was the news wire like how like you have to be a certain age to like probably remember that sound like whenever the news yeah. would start and like that was like the news wire like the the news coming across in like morris code or whatever and uh not that any you know but that used to be the sound of the daily news right as as it came on tv but kids they they're not gonna know that you know shit. what uh you know what eve says all the time she goes you know who's not gonna know that you know who two 20 year olds oh yeah no that's 100 percent accurate because yeah. because uh, she is now 40 and apparently it's time for me to trade her in for two 20-year-olds. So, I mean, <laughs> you go, you're going for the 2020 model, bud, right? That's it, you know? I have 2020 vision. 
Yes, yes. It's two 20-year-olds, you know what I'm saying? One in each eye. Wait, what? What? <laughs> but it's true. So I, get, I get two 20-year-olds and one comes in each eye. Wait, what? 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 But, but it's true. Uh, Most, yeah, but uh, it's... A lot of these references, um, kids today will not get. Just No. Bushwhackers. Yeah, absolutely. The bushwhackers, not going to get that. Not going to get yeah. it. Not going to absolutely, yeah. you know. Uh, and we're also not going to talk about WrestleMania because uh, it's very disappointing. Yeah, no, we're not going to talk about any of that. Uh, so if you, you know, if you, if you didn't catch the vibe, uh, we're going to be talking about what's happening, and then the sequel spinoff show, what's happening now? Exactly. Right. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so w- what's happening now? That was basically it was all the same characters minus Raj, mm-hmm. like. <laughs> Which is totally weird, because Raj was like the main, character, the main character of what's happening, yeah. and then they came back with what's happening now, and it was Dwayne, uh, rerun, and then Raj's sister Denise. Yep. Weirdest show ever. It was a cash grab. That's that is such that is such a deep cut reference that I don't even think Sweet Lou is going to get that. It was like I get three twenty year olds. Three twenty. You could get fifteen twenty year olds <laughs> in a room, and I guarantee you, like they're gonna be like, "What the? What's happening?" What and you, we'd be like, yeah, mean, "Yeah, that's yeah, what that, we're talking about. What... What's happening? What's happening now?" That was the sequel yeah. to what it's. I can't uh, believe you know that. The, no, why are we yeah. here? <laughs> no, I didn't. Never saw that one. <laughs> what are these guys talking about? Third base. <laughs> I'm so confused. It's, yeah, I'm gonna make a tic tac about that. A tic tac. <laughs> We've just become like seventy year old immigrant women. Like they, they, they go on with the tickety tackety. Uh, but anyways, Pat, how you doing, bud? Oh man, so good, so good. Hold on, I'm gonna. There's a lot of. I hear a lot of ice jingle on the other. And hold on, I gotta. Oh, clean that up. Hold up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on. Uh, oh fuck! Ooh. Oh, then the computer's fucked. The head of beer has gone all over the new Mac. It's not true. It's not true. <laughs> Fake news. Fake news. But I also don't have a Fake towel. News. Oh yeah, you're fucked, bud. Wow, I didn't shake that. It's not like I tried to shake that up or nothing. Oh boy. Yeah. What do you do? Yeah, you got to just do this. This is classy. Oh boy. Hold on. This is out of. <laughs> hold on. Oh Whoa. god. We were trying to get in and out in an hour. I don't know if that's going to happen. Oh, this whole thing went sideways. I don't know what to do. What are you wearing? Yeah. I don't even want to say what are you drinking. What are you wearing over there, bud? Gym shorts, man. This is a mess. Oh, hold on. I got it. I got an idea. I'm going to put you down for a second. All right. I'll I'll just talk amongst myself here. Uh, Pat can't hear me. He's uh, he's disrobing. Uh, I don't know why he feels the need to take off all of his clothes, but he's slowly putting his clothes I'll back I'll tell you on. what, the world of beer. <laughs> it's a, you know, I thought this was going to be this down to earth session IPA. I thought it was going to be something good, but it's, it is, it, you know what? It, it went for the stars. <laughs> this, <laughs> it totally I aimed wish... for the stars. Yeah. I mean, Really, we're starting off on a bad foot. Let's let's be honest. Let's see what let's see where this episode goes. But I mean, it's not starting good. Uh, so good, so classy. Oh, I'm gonna drink a beer all over my face. <laughs> yeah. All right. 
<laughs> you know who's not going to get that? Two twenty-year-olds. <laughs> 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 all right, all right. Let's let's get let's in a world in. <laughs> where two old men don't understand how to drink beer. What are you talking about? I'm wearing the beer. I'm literally drinking a beer right now. I'm wearing the beer. Oh man! In a world where two twenty-year-olds don't know that this was the voice of every movie preview ever. Ever, two men with below average sized penises started a podcast. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> One man's penis way smaller than the other. He would not say it out loud. <laughs> Too proud to admit. <laughs> proud boys start. Oh, boo. <laughs> Oh, their leader is going to jail. Yeah, they're all. That's going what's to going jail. on yeah. in the world today, right? Yeah. Like people are going to jail. People, oh, that reality show's just taking a weird turn. People are fighting in the street. And speaking of fighting, the uh, the DC the DCEU is also yes fighting amongst itself. Um, see, I brought that back on track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We're on target. So. Fresh off the failure of Shazam, Fury of the Gods, that mm -hmm. I'm sure no one saw. Sweet Lou saw it. For real? No, I don't know if he did. I, he just, would. I feel like he, yeah, no. He would. He, he, he went and he, like, we were talking about the, uh, the Blue Beetle, right? And he was like, you know, that's uh, 30 days later on HPMX. Lucifer, you know you are going to go to a freaking matinee showing of it. Right, like, don't try to fool yourself. yourself. And yes, yeah, you know I mean, and that's okay, because that's who you are. Embrace that. There's no I shame in see that. That new Spider Verse movie. I may not wait for that to come. Oh up, man, but, uh, man. But anyways, I might go see that in the theater. Right, anyways, anyways, uh, Shazam. So sucking the dick. Yeah. So Shazam two had a budget about I don't know 100, 125 million dollars. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, it made about thirty million in its opening weekend, and that's about. 23 million less than the first movie. Yep. So obviously not meeting expectations. That is uh, what we call in the business a bad ROI. Yes. Uh, it's made about, uh, you know, I would say as of maybe last week, it made about $70 million. So not great. Mm. Um, but uh, fresh off that failure, uh, Shazam star. Uh, I, I use the words. I use the star loosely. You use the word star, star loosely. loosely. Uh Zachary Levi went to uh, Instagram to uh, issue a long rambling post about how Dwayne The Rock Johnson uh, lobbied against a, uh, a Black Adam cameo in Shazam. You know, probably uh, like an Easter egg. And also against a Shazam cameo in Black Adam and how he lobbied to center the DCEU around Black Adam and Superman. So obviously that's not gone very well, considering that Dwayne Johnson and Henry, Henry Cavill are both out reportedly out of the DCEU. Yeah. But you can kind of see where the rock is coming from. I mean, I don't, you can smell what he's cooking. You can absolutely smell what the rock is cooking. Um, I, I don't know how many successful movies Zachary Levi's been in, but the rock's been in, 20 more than that yes so it's not a shock 
At a bare minimum. Yeah. At a bare minimum. You know what I mean? So it is not a shock at all that he would want to center the DCU around Black Adam and Superman to very, like, seriously overpowered, very serious heroes, and not against Shazam, which is, you know, let's be honest, it's like a 13-year-old. <clears throat> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, what if a 13-year-old turned into an adult but was still a 13-year-old and had superpowers? Right. It's like, I, you know, guys, we're not going to take that very seriously. And they, it's basically 13 going on 30 with a cape. True. And we're, yeah. like, we're once again, we're not going to take that very seriously, and nobody's going to pay to see that, and they're not. So, uh, just um, the most unnecessary of infighting. Uh, Dwayne Johnson has not responded to this, thank God, because there's no need. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, once again, just because, just because Dwayne Johnson and Henry Cavill are out of the DCU right now doesn't mean that Zachary Levi is not going to be following them right out the door. Yeah, or, like, doesn't mean that, like, they're not going to invite him back in the door, right? Like, the DCU, Warner Brothers in general needs to right its ship. You know what I mean? They're not going to do that. No, I know, but in general, they need to, right? Like, they have two major, major properties, right? They have the Wizarding World. They need to figure out what to do that. They they abandon ship on... um the Secrets of Dumbledore series, right? That was supposed to be five movies. They went to three. You have all the controversy with J.K. Rowling, right? Okay. And then you and then you have, you know, obviously that that movie franchise had to pivot quickly because of all the Johnny Depp stuff. Yeah. Right. right. Because Johnny Depp Johnny Depp was Gr- Grindelwald, and then like then he wasn't. Right. They just changed that actor, and uh, and now you have uh, you know the DCU. Which could be a cash cow in this this time, but like they're on the 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 old saying is strike while the iron is hot, right? Like and you know like get in while the getting's good, and while they certainly have done that to a certain extent with movies like the Justice League, for better or worse, right? They've failed to produce much quality content outside of like the Batman franchise. And I would argue the Joker, right? But everything else hasn't been that great. Yeah, I mean, but the the Joker and the Batman both exist on their own. And right. so they haven't centered a universe. Uh, they haven't successfully centered a universe. And so that's been an issue for them. Um, right. and, and I just, you know, they're going to restart everything. And we have this just random Blue Beetle movie. And we've talked about this. Like, it just never looks like this is ever going to go anywhere. And so right. to see, and, like, these people, like, fighting amongst each other in public is kind of sad. Like, I, you know, I, 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 I get Hollywood power plays. And it to me, that makes sense because those characters are – like, Black Adam and Superman are, are great characters. And so – Hi, Eve. Our, you didn't tell her I said hi, though. No, no, no. Yeah. no. <laughs> we should have a guest. Uh, we, we've had guest appearances on the show. One time we should have Eve as a guest appearance on the oh, show. Oh, that would be great. That would be yeah, that, we should that absolutely, would be fun. We should absolutely do that. I don't know how we'll make that work logistically, but I think we should. Yeah. I'm totally Well, maybe the, maybe the next time you're in town, if she's in town, right, like, 
full spectrum audio is set up what? to record. Yeah, I mean, we do. We could have fucking 20 people in here. Yeah, you know I mean, true. this is a full studio. I mean, we can do um, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that would be fun. It would probably be a lot less penis talk. Yeah, you for sure. I mean? Give me like, yeah. uh, what, three weeks? If we had a woman out here, we would have to like, yeah, we'd have to really focus in on f- way more vagina talk. Yeah. So three weeks right, or, three to... weeks from now, more vagina talk. The vagina yeah, monologues. Call... <laughs> the vagina monologues from the outside looking in. The vagina, the vagina monologues. monologues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to this. I think this is going to be a breakthrough. Yeah. Same breakthrough. 100%. Yeah. No, absolutely. So, so not to be outdone, the Marvel... Uh, Marvel Entertainment is also now fighting amongst themselves. Yeah, as is Star Wars. Um, right? Well, I don't know. So I don't Lucas know too much. Film. I don't know too much about that part. I heard. Uh, so I heard that Mandalorian uh, season three or season four, Mandalorian may be done after this season, regardless of what John Favreau or Dave Filoni wants. Uh, the what Lucas film is going to go back. To being focused on making movies and not making series, which is odd to me because well, who's they're, they're making, most who's making who's making the Mandalorian though? Is it Lucasfilm or is it like Disney? It's well, Lucasfilm is a division of Disney, right? Kathleen Kennedy, and then there's somebody new in in Lucasfilm, right? So Dave Filoni and John Favreau have been heading most of the television series aspects of it. Okay. So. Bad Batch and uh, The Mandalorian and or, uh, you know, all all of that. Um, And those properties have been really the shining. The the series have been the shining moments of that. They've not produced a quality film. And even though this season we'll get into talking about The Mandalorian, we, we were divided on Kenobi. A lot of that is just nostalgic love for me. And I like lightsaber duels. And there was a lot of that shit in there. Right. Um, but I mean, you know, the book of Boba was pretty much trash. Uh, but, you know, again, there was still some cool stuff in there. But every movie that's came out since the Disney era has been pretty awful. You know what True. I mean? Yeah. So, you know, it's like, okay, you want to get back to making movies, but you haven't made a good one. The 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 Han Solo movie wasn't bad. Rogue right? One. Rogue One was good. All right. So Rogue One was really good. The Han Solo movie wasn't that bad. It was pretty decent, right? Like you would have got away with Solo as a movie if The Last Jedi hadn't come out directly before it. Right. Yeah, you know I mean. Right. But, yeah, so it seems like every franchise is going through these big shakeups right now, and it doesn't it doesn't bode well for those giant franchises, I feel. But it does bode well for the smaller franchises or smaller, uh, whether it's comic book or video game or sci-fi, uh, it, it, it opens areas for quality content to kind of slip in, right? And uh, even if those uh, those properties or shows or movies are made by major studios such as HBO and Warner Brothers, uh, like HBO's The Last of Us. So – I think this set of infighting is going to make the most sense to us because we've been talking about this for months and months, episodes and episodes and episodes, right? So the entirety of phase four of the Marvel universe, we've been talking about this. So um, 
Victoria Alonzo, she is the former, now former, president of physical, post-production, VFX, and animation. Uh, was fired recently after um, after Phase 4, which included a number of complaints, and we've covered some of this, um, that VFX designers and animators were driven super hard um, during their projects, um, short timelines, just overbearing, just, you know, uh, changes, all kinds <clears throat> of, you know, last minute changes, timelines, um, which really impacted the end results. So when we talked about a lot of different projects, you know, She-Hulk and some of these other projects where... Remember how terrible Shumagorath looked in, like, uh, right. the Multiverse of Madness, so, right? Like, that, that movie looked like trash. There was a lot of... There was a lot of contention behind the scenes there, and it, it really came out in the projects. And so she was, you know, fired for what they consider to be breach contracts. So now we're finding out that while she was acting as, you know, president, you know, of like post-production and VFX and all this other cool stuff, she was working on another project called uh, Argentina 1985 um, for a studio that was aligned with Amazon, obviously a competitor. Um, yeah. So she was, um, she is Argentinian. So this, you know, was like a pet project for her, you know, close to her heart sure. or whatever, but right, also right, right. was a breach contract. Um, she, she like shouted out this project on the red carpet at one point, um, which totally pissed off Marvel. They were like, you need to shut the fuck up about this. Like, this is right. not, you know what I mean? Like we're, you know, all right, you had your strike. Stop talking about it. And she just would not um, let it go. And so they fired her. Um, so they so she's now suing for some sort of identity politics type stuff. Like, you know, she's she's a you know, her her attorney said that she is, quote unquote, uh, a gay Latina who had the courage to criticize Disney and has been silenced. Uh, end quote, which in actuality, she was a contracting employee and a president of a major, major division of Marvel Entertainment. And she basically just kind of like went, was asleep at the wheel and just decided to do other things. Right. And it's just like, well, this is not going to end well for you. If you try to sue Marvel, this is probably going to. So on the heels of this, there's been a little bit of a. um kind of a reordering of phase five and phase six. It sounds like they're going to really tighten things up and they're going to deliver less, less product, right? Less series. And, but they're going to put more uh, attention into it. So whereas in the past, I think, I think phase four, they had like four movies and four um, TV series. They're going to probably cut that in half. And they're gonna yeah. they're gonna deliver half as much content for phase five and then phase six, but they're gonna put a lot more attention to detail in it. So hopefully, some of the you know VFX issues that we saw that we could you know had criticized in previous episodes, they may take care of. So you know, fingers right. fingers like, crossed. We we could have done completely, you know, in my opinion, without a She Hulk show, right? And that's nothing against She Hulk, right? But like, if they would have spent. And I, I thought the visual effects were really solid in Moon Knight. You know what I mean? But think if they would have had a little bit more of a budget on Moon Knight, we could have got a little bit more. Um, 
which was a vastly superior show to She-Hulk, in my opinion, right? Like, I didn't finish She-Hulk. I mean, I, I think that there were different shows. Like, they were, they yeah, were but you know. Ask, Oscar Isaac's the man, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, he he was great in that. Yeah, I mean, like. It's different uh, content. Know, right. It, it's, it is different content, for sure. But, you know, like, the the Moon Knight content was better, in my opinion. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah. Uh, also, uh I, I enjoyed the Werewolf by Night at Night uh, Werewolf by Night movie. I thought that was really good. Yeah, you know right. I mean, that was a random one off. You yeah. know, um, a special yeah, presentation, I mean, if you will. And and I know we are not. Uh, we you, I, I don't think you you are you caught up on Mandalorian yet? Yeah, I am. Okay, so I so we're not we're not getting into everything, right? I, I've had a couple of complaints, right? I was wrong about the wooden leg. Okay, <laughs> right, like. I'll admit Noted. that it was it was like a cane or a staff that was sitting there and it looked like a wooden like but in this last episode to, as if as if somebody heard me right and was like you know what he was right even though he was wrong the fucking pirate ship had a wooden wheel it there did, was it a did. it did it the spaceship pirate ship <laughs> Had a wooden steering yeah. wheel in it. Yeah, a, a giant, a giant, a almost a Star Cruiser level ship. Mm, the episode was good, and I like the episode, but there's a fucking starship it's with like, a fucking wooden yar, wheel. And he takes the wheel yeah. and he starts moving yeah, he the, took wheel, the wheel. Like, oh my God. He took the wheel. He's like, yar, let me get these girls <laughs> meaties. Was, when we talk about the show, we'll get to it. But God damn it, I was like, oh, I fucking told you. I told you. I told you. So, so right. just to recap, there's a lot of fighting, and I think some of this is going to be good for us, uh, consumers of the content. Um, I thought you just meant us as far as, like, it's a lot of fodder for the podcast. Well, that's yeah, too. I mean, I mean uh, you know, yeah. any fighting is good for us. Mm-hmm. I'm all for that, but... But yeah, I mean, I'm hoping for like, you know, I, like I said, I, I think that, you know, there's a good there's a good possibility that what comes out of the new, you know, phase one of DC and the and phase five of 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 Marvel could be a little bit higher quality content because they're kind of like recognizing their faults and, and getting over these weird petty arguments. And I think that would be great for us, um, both yeah, both as no. both as, as consumers, consumers and, uh, you know, people that commentate and you know make a show about all this stuff. True. Right. So, yeah. And uh, so uh, speaking about that, uh, maybe it's time to talk about uh, some movies, movies, books, books and TV shows, vinyl records. Rip Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Yo, it's a mixed media moment where we talk about the fucking medias and how they're lying to you. Is that what this shows? No. Yeah, no. Um, no. no? Maybe? Wrong memo. Uh, yeah. Um, sorry. Wrong show. Wrong show. Wrong show. Whoops. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. We're talking about, uh, you know. We're going to talk about a TV show today, and speaking of uh, property that could slide in, where some of these bigger franchises in the nerd world are kind of crumbling. Uh, TV show based on a very popular video game, uh, HBO's The Last of Us, starring Pedro or Pedro Pascal, uh, also known for playing Din Djarin uh, in The Mandalorian, and it was also in Narcos, right? Oh, Narcos yeah. Yeah. And he was also the bad guy in like one of those Equalizer movies with Denzel Washington. Was he? Oh yeah, for sure, hundred percent. All right. 
got in a knife fight with Denzel on top of like a radio tower. Look it up if you don't believe me. All right, but Last of Us, based off the very popular uh, PlayStation 4 game or PlayStation 3, I can't remember. Great question. Whatever. That's a good Doesn't question. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, great video game. Was uh, So uh, The Last of Us is a uh, first-person, uh, a third-person no, PlayStation, no, PlayStation 3. 3. <laughs> but, it, it, but it was, it it was, was it is technically. Yeah. It, it, yeah, but it, it was a third-person shooter, not a first-person shooter as yes, well. Yes, true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Post-zombie apocalypse, right? Uh, Third-person shooter. Uh, unlike some other uh, survival horror games, it was really emphasized on survival. Uh, you had limited amounts of ammo. He had to do a lot of hiding and dodging, and you pl- played as Joel uh, ushering through um, Ellie, uh, and, and we'll get into the details of the story. Uh, so they made a, a TV show. Uh, based on a very cinematic game to begin with. Um, and some of the things that I really enjoyed about it, we'll get into. Um, and I've listened to a few interviews and podcasts with the creators of the show. Uh, Nasty Dog was the um, video game company that made uh, <clears throat> uh, The Last of Us and uh, Left Behind and The Last of Us 2. Um, and what's great about the show, as one of the showrunners, uh, they brought the president and uh, creator of The Last of Us video game on as a showrunner. Um, so I think there's a lot of elements oh, of that uh, Neil, game. Oh, Neil Druckmann, right? Yeah, oh, right, cool. exactly. All right, I didn't realize yeah. that. Nice. Yep, yep. So he was very uh, heavily involved in the show and was an executive producer and showrunner for The Last of Us. Uh so while there are some wild changes uh, from the video game, it's still very true uh, to its roots. Uh, one of the things that Neil said that I thought was really, really cool is, you know, like, why did they change a lot of this and that? And some of the things uh, and, and you know, like there's a there's a part where um, they're they're escaping uh, what's her face. And we'll get into more detail. Right. But in the video game, you, you have to go up against this sniper. And this sniper in the video game that you have to v- defeat is very, very good. He was good at his job as, as a sniper. In the television show, they changed this to where the sniper is an old man who obviously has a hard time seeing and, and, and things like that. And then Neil d- described it as, you know, when you're telling a story in video games, you're telling a story through the action of the player. You have to be challenged as a player to get past this level, and that's how you tell a good story in video game. In a TV show and, and other things, it's you're not. I'm not controlling Joel, right? Like he, he goes. So there's more of an emotional impact to see this old man sitting there and Pedro being like, "Don't do it." Yeah, you know I mean, like, yeah. You know, uh, so you know, all, all the changes that they made, or at least um, you know, some of them were made because the media of telling a story is different between learning how to crouch in a video game. Uh, and I th- and I think they did. I think they did a really good job. So I'll stop rambling about that. Last of Us Zombie Apocalypse, to me, a very cool spin on the zombie apocalypse as well with uh, the cordyceps. Yeah, uh, I mean, I have to admit that I never played this video game. Um, it got lost to me as w- just one of another um, of all the zombie stuff. 
I didn't say by 2013, I was probably worn out of zombie stuff. Sure, sure. So this was not a thing that I was into. I also don't know if I even had a PlayStation in 2013. I'm pretty sure I just had like an Xbox 360. So yeah, and this was PlayStation exclusive. Just just yeah. PlayStation. So I never I never really yeah. played it. Um, so I'm really invested in this just as a just as a show, right? Sure. I I, I, I don't. I've heard things about the uh video game um i can still be disappointed about things from the video game that are not in the show right uh, which we'll get to but yeah you're um, just upset because you live in pittsburgh (laughs) true yeah represent so um but uh all in all um you know what nine 45 minute episodes (coughs) um you know Mm -hmm. pretty highly regarded overall um It is allegedly the largest television production in Canadian history. Yes. That's what I'm hearing. Yep. Uh, budget of 10 to $15 million an episode, which to me is insane. Yeah. But they also, no, it takes a lot insane. of money to create these kind of post-apocalyptic scenes, like cityscapes. So, and, Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, again, hence the reason why uh, uh, Pittsburgh got changed to Atlanta, right? Uh, not uh, in Atlanta, Kansas, Kansas City, City yeah. Kansas, Kansas City, Kansas City. Well, and also because they yeah. they did the entire show and in, in they, they all the production was done in, in Alberta. Alberta. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 right. <clears throat> and so uh, you know, finding finding a place with Three Rivers Stadium right. is difficult in, in Alberta. Uh, yeah, yeah. So very expensive show to make. A lot of heavy hitter actors, though. You know, I mean, you have Pedro Pascal who's going to command. Uh, Bella Ramsey plays Ella Ellie. Not right? a heavy, not a heavy hitter. Not a heavy hitter, but a heavy hitter from this point on, I think. Well, I mean, you know it's I mean? A, I, you know, it's probably a star turn for her, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, she had some uh, fame, right, from being Lady Mormont in uh, Game of Thrones, right? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, she was a child act- actor, actress, right, and she was like. You know, like a ton of memes, right? Like if she had three, three dragons, right? The the show the series, the show would only be three seasons long or whatever, you know? All right. Uh, yeah. So she was a badass as Lady Mormont and she's a badass as Ellie. Uh, so, but the show starts off before the end of the world, right? And uh, we meet Joel and uh, his daughter, uh, Sarah, right? His 14 uh, year old daughter. And it is uh, the. Um, and he's. It's it's Joel's thirty fifth birthday. Yes, it is Joel's thirty fifth birthday. He looks a little rugged He's, for thirty five. Yeah. All right. So Pedro, you know Pedro Pascal, whatever. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, so we you know, he say he was uh, in Desert Storm, right? Suspend, he's, he's a suspend. veteran. He's 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 uh yeah, suspend belief, disbelief a little bit, right? He was a <laughs> veteran. He's a single father, right? Um, and uh, him and his brother are like contractors or whatever. And, uh, so, you know, he promises he's going to be home and have cake for his birthday and stuff like this. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Um, there's, there's an interesting thing at this point, right? Um, because it doesn't make sense until episode two, right? When we find out how the cordyceps have like basically spread. Oh, right, right, right. 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 But there are at least five times in episode one where Joel's family could have been infected, but they they weren't. Right. There's no time to make pancakes in the morning. Mm-hmm. Right. They don't take any of the famous biscuits that grandma's eaten as they leave. Okay. 
and I can't remember the two others, but he also doesn't have time to stop and get the birthday cake on the way home. So no, no grain stuff. Yeah, no flour. Okay. Right. So no, no products with flour in it is basically what happens. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so anyways, Joel goes about his day, gets home really late. Um, his brother Jimmy winds up. Uh, getting in a bar fight and gets arrested and Joel has to go bail him out of uh, prison. He's like, it's not my fault. The guy went crazy, just started attacking the bartenders and yada, yada, yada. Uh, so going to fast forward a little bit, right? Uh, the neighbors next door, they have sort of, uh, you know, we kind of follow Sarah throughout the day earlier. She goes in the city to get uh, her dad's watch fixed. It was his military watch. That's going to be his, her birthday gift to him. Right. She goes and spends some times with the neighbor next door. The one of the time number four, they're making cookies, but she doesn't want to eat the oatmeal raisin cookies. Had they been chocolate chip, Sarah probably would have taken a cookie. Okay. So time number four with the flower. Uh, so anyways, grandma is uh, the next door neighbor's grandma. She's definitely a little out of it. Yada, yada, yada. S- shit starts popping off in that evening. There's helicopters flying by. You hear an explosion, right? Sarah kind of goes outside to see what's going on. Joel has gone to pick up Jim. Yeah, from she the wakes up prison. like she's like asleep. Yeah, she wakes and up. Then... It's like two thirty in the morning yeah. at this point. Yeah. And and it's funny because you 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 play this in the game too. It's the very first level. You wake up okay. as Sarah, right? And then you have to kind of want you know, like it's kind of scary, right? Because you don't know what the fuck's going on. It's just dark and yada yada yada. Um, but she goes outside. She sees the neighbor's dog is is standing uh, is sitting on their porch, and she's like, "What are you doing here?" She's like, "All right, let's take you home." But the dog absolutely will not go anywhere near the house. She's trying to drag him over there. She's like, "Come on, uh, you know, yeah, you know." But the dog gets away. She sees that the door is open, and she's like, "Well, let me go in and check on uh, these uh these people right and she's you know calling for their names and everything like that and uh she walks into the kitchen and she slips on what she looks down and sees a huge pool of blood and she looks over she sees the husband who's leaning against the door bleeding out right from the neck and he's like yeah, like trying to tell her to go. And then she looks over and she sees grandma kneeling over the body of the, the wife and just going to town eating. Right. Gross. And then (laughs) it's so gross. Right. And then like grandma looks up and this was one of the things that like video, some of the video game purists were bitching about when grandma looks up, you see the cordyceps coming out of her mouth, right? The little ends of the fungus, right. Coming out of her mouth in the video games. It's, it's spores, right? Like they're cause it's, it's a fungus and fungus spreads by spores, but that doesn't really look good on, on camera. Like shut the fuck up. Who cares that it, it was cool. So Sarah screams, she's running out. Joel and Jim pull up in the truck right at the time as she's coming out. She's like, Dad, Dad. He's like, get in the truck, honey. The old woman's coming, running out like a demon. Joel has a pipe wrench and just fucking drills her across the head. <laughs> right? Just absolutely drills her across the head. The neighbors see this. They're like, Joel, what the fuck? He's like, get in the truck, get in the truck. They get in the truck. They get out of there. And, you know, she's like, what's going on? Yada, yada, yada. Basically... The world is collapsing around them. 
And so as they try to drive out, they're like, let's not go to the, not go through the city. I'm assuming the city is Austin, right? Because they're in sort of like eastern Texas. They're yeah, somewhere you know, in Texas. I don't know. If, I, I forget if they if they point that out at all. But yeah. I think it's yeah, I think it's Austin. It's somewhere in Texas. They're definitely in Texas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Whatever. So, you know, there's no way for them to go away from the city, all the traffic, the military. So they decide, OK, let's drive through the city. They get to the city. And as expected, it is fucking pandemonium. The streets are blocked off. Shits are shits crazy. I think the 10 million for episode one is the plane crashing into that street is oh, one of the yeah, coolest yeah. shots ever. Right. They're like, hold. so they have to get out of the car. Right. They get separated from everybody. They're running. There's a Joel and Sarah barely escape from one of the zombies, right? And they they come across a uh, uh, a military soldier, right? Who's patrolling the borders, right? He's like he's like stop there. Sarah's ankle's broken, right? Joel's carrying her in her arms, right? And Joel's like, you know, we're not sick. Nobody's sick. We're both fine. Nobody here is sick, you know, and uh, the, you know, the soldier radios um, headquarters is like, hey, I got two civilians here. They both appear to be fine. Right. Well, you know, what should I do? And he's like, you know, repeat. And he's like, understand. Right. And then like he put he draws his gun and Joel's like, we're not sick. We're not sick. He's like, I'm sorry. And just basically opens fire on him. Joel runs with Sarah. They kind of fall down a hill. Jimmy pops up out of nowhere. He shoots and takes out the soldier, right? And he goes to check on Sarah, and Sarah is terrible gut wound, right? So Joel is trying to apply pressure to the wound. She's shot multiple times in the stomach, and there's nothing he can do to save her. Sarah dies in his arms right there. And as when I was playing the game for the first time, right, you're going through all of this and um, you're like, okay, I get it. This I'm I'm the guy on the box of the video game. This is my daughter on the box of the video game. I got to keep her alive throughout the game. And then in the first five minutes, yeah, the first five minutes, she just brutally dies. I'm going to restart this. I got to try it again. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no way. And it's like, and it's like, it's such an an emotional gut punch right away. And it's the same in the show, even more brutal in the show because Pedro Pascal is such a great actor. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting them to do that right away but also i've never played the video game so i have no idea how it even works right so I and the girl know. that plays sarah is so good you get so emotionally like attached to her right away you know what i mean yeah uh and yeah and then she just get she gets murked right at the beginning of the show right <laughs> no respawn <laughs> yeah no so, respawn so like a lot of the uh a lot of the episodes there are flash forwards and 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 you know cutbacks you know or, or you know flash yes. forwards and 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 rewinds or whatever so we flash like yeah. we flash like 20 years into the future already right yeah so the next thing is we go 20 years into the future yeah. right so sarah dies and now we see joel 20 years after this and he is living in boston in a quarantine zone and the world has gone to shit mm-hmm. right uh and uh so uh, we see Joel in the quarantine zone in the QZ. We also see a kid kind of, you know, 
coming out of the wilderness, going into the QZ, you know, he's all by himself. Everybody in his party had died, but he had made it as the last one to the QZ, right? Um, and so he gets taken in by, uh, so at the time, the government, the United States government has pretty much fallen, right? There are there are local pockets of government that are loosely tied together, and they're called FEDRA, right? Yeah, uh, the Federal so Disaster each, Response Agency. Y- yes, and so each FEDRA has like its own QZ in an area. This is the one in Boston, right? Uh, and uh, so, uh, I, again, I thought this was just you know it, it, it paints a really good picture of what the world is, right? And uh, so this kid makes it. They bring him in. They're like, you know, okay, all right, we're just gonna do some tests and make sure. And you, they, you see him take this kind of like rate, you know, like this sort of like medical yeah. thing. They they poke him with it. The light turns red. The guy shakes his head, and she's like, okay. All right, what's your favorite food? We're going to get you we're going to give you some medicine, then we're going to get your favorite food, we're going to get you a bunch of new toys. You're going to be able to play and yada yada yada, and they give him this medicine shot, right? And then it pans to Joel who's working his job, right? And it's a, him bur- and this a massive woman. burn pit. It's a massive burn pit and they're just unloading body after body from this truck and throwing it into the burn pile, right? And then the woman he's working with is like I I can't I can't do this one. Yeah. Yeah. And then so he like he grabs it. It's the body of a child. It's the body of the kid that just happened. Right. So, boom. That's the world we live in. Right. Like people get infected. There is no hope against this disease. It it takes over your mind instantly. Right. And uh, you're depending on where you're bitten. It could be a matter of minutes or a matter of days, but there's no coming back from it. So that's the world of the last of us, right? So what is our glimmer of hope? Tommy is a Tommy. Well, Tommy. Yeah, Tommy. Ah. I, I kept calling him Jimmy, right? But his name's Tommy. That's the brother, Tommy. Yeah. Right. But no, we meet uh, Joel and Beth. Beth. Uh, so Joel and Tess? Beth are looking. Tess. 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 Yes. Joel and Tess are looking for uh, basically doing some odd jobs. Joel sells drugs and other things around uh, the park to make money illegally. Uh, and uh, they're looking to buy a car battery so they can put one in a truck and drive out to fucking Utah or Wyoming, wherever. Wyoming. Wyoming, yeah. Where, yeah, where Tommy was last found. Uh, we also meet another subgroup of people called Fireflies. They're basically like the freedom fighters, right, that are fighting against It's a rebel Fedra. group, yeah, yeah. It's a rebel group. They're blowing up buildings. Well, and I mean, keep in mind, like uh, you know, the QZs are extremely strict. They have— um, they have curfews. They're extremely strict. They have to ration everything because they only have so much because apparently, like, we can't keep anything running when this happens. No one can keep anything running. Just everything just completely collapses. It's, right. It's kind, right. Of, kind of embarrassing. So they these people are freedom fighters. They're like, these people are fascists. They're like, you know, we could do better than this. And, um, you know, they, they're not telling us the truth or whatever. I don't know about that part. Right. But, so yeah so they're you know they're trying to get this car battery um you know this dude sells it to the fireflies instead he scams them and sells it to the fireflies so they try to track it down and when they try when they track it down they run into the leader of the fireflies marlene yes and i think she gets shot yeah because the car battery that he was selling 
was actually fucking all fucked up. Like, they couldn't use it, you know what I mean? And then there was a gunfight, and that dude winds up dying, and then Marlene gets injured pretty bad, and her other, you know, the other woman that's with her, you know, she gets shot. She, her ear gets blown off, right? And so... Tess and Joel show up. They're trying to get the battery. The battery's fucked. And Marlene says, look, you have to get this girl, Ellie, to our contact inside. Is it? Are they? Yeah, they're in. They're supposed. Their contact is supposed to be in Boston at this time. Right. It's not get her all the way. Right. It's not get her all the way to. Yeah, they go to, to like uh, they have to go to like the Ma- Massachusetts, like the Capitol or State House or whatever. And they're going to swap. Yeah, yeah right. The, you know, they'll swap the kid for the for like a truck for a truck. They're yeah. going to give him an actual Fedra truck that yeah. they stole. Right. Um, so, the, yeah, they got to get get her to the, the Firefly, uh, you know, stronghold in Mass, you know, in the in the state capitol. Right. Uh Joel doesn't want to do it, right? But he he has no choice, basically, right? And uh, so they're like, yeah, this is the only way that we're going to be able to get a truck and go rescue Tommy in Wyoming. So off they go, Tess, Joel, and our new young companion, Ellie. So at the end of episode one, there is a really interesting, um, so it kind of like, it harkens back to not very far into the beginning of the episode where they... Um, encounter a soldier when they're sneaking out. They run into this soldier. It happens to be the same guy he's selling drugs to. Yes. But they're trying to sneak out. Um, they've got Ellie. He's he's like testing everybody. He tests Ellie. She's infected. She she goes red. She go, she pops for being infected. So he freaks out. And Joel basically has a flashback to when Sarah died, like how this soldier like shot Sarah. He loses right. his shit and he like murders this dude. Um, with his bare hands, with like, his bare hands, takes takes him down and just pummels his face yeah. into ragu. So like everybody's trying to figure out, who, like Ellie's trying to figure out who everybody is. They're trying to figure out who Ellie is now. Of course, she's like, you know, she's she's like infected. So now it's she's like, I'm immune. Right. Like obviously, I'm not sick or whatever. So this is like the first episode. So you get a really good gist of like the plot right yes. away, right? And and, and some of the motivation, you, and you and some of the motivation and some of the characters, right? Like like. Tess is, you know, Tess gets basically taken hostage one time uh, by, like, the guy that fucked them over on the battery deal. Yeah. Right? And she's like, just let me go. He's like, my guys beat the shit out of you, you know? And she's like, well, then you discipline them. It's not my problem. And this guy's afraid of Joel, right? Like, he's like, but what? what's going to happen when Joel finds out? And she's like, I'll keep him under control. Right? Right. And you can see at this point why this guy would be afraid of Joel because he mercilessly, mercilessly, yeah. mercilessly beats this dude. And and you can see that Tess is taken aback as this is going on. But what's really interesting is in the body language, Ellie is drawn towards it. As Tess is going, like, moving like, oh, God. Yeah, I mean, she's like, she leans in. Right? Uh, <clears throat> I don't no, know if that's, that's the way I, I got that, but yeah. No, no, it is. It, it, that's it. That's because there's, you know, there's something about Ellie that's not only eventually drawn to super sassy protector. That's what she's super, super sassy. sassy. She's super sassy, but she's also kind of super obsessed with violence, right? 
and shit like that. Well, right? she's like, you know also like when she, as we as we get further in the show, you you realize that she was like kind of raised in this. She was like kind of orphan, and she was like kind of raised in this violence, and so like that is yes. her life, and so that's all she really knows. Yes, um, and and it, that becomes that that becomes several different types of motivation as we get you know into the series. So. A- absolutely, and I, I she's raised in in, in the the collapsed society yeah. where I I think she one hundred percent sees. That it is the strong and the violent that succeed and survive, right? And the weak that do not, right? So she's definitely drawn in to what Joel is doing because that is the alpha move, right? Sure. So So we get into the second episode episode and they they we do a flashback and we go to Indonesia and we learn about some of the initial outbreak of this um I forget what we're even calling this anything anymore. What is it? Uh, the it's it, it, it's a it's a a, a fungal pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, right? I thought, that, like I thought it had a cooler name, but you know whatever. Um, right. So um, they find a corpse. They um, she comes in and inspects it, and she's like, "Yeah, there's no." And this is this is telling. Like this is this is an interesting. Like I I didn't catch this in the beginning, but you know at the end of the season I was like, oh yeah, this is like why I why have we revisited this yet? She's like, yeah, there's no cure for this. There's no vaccine. Right. She's like, you you right. know, you need to bomb the city. And she's just crying because she's like, you know, you need to bomb the city because you you need to stop this before it spreads. So they right. like she's encouraging the Indonesian government to like bomb Jakarta and like get away from yes. it. And then right. where we, she because she's like, where was this person out there like at the at at the grain factory? Yeah. Right. And this is why all the times that they didn't eat the food with flour. And gotcha. this is basically this is basically how the 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 fungal infection spread, because it was in the flour that then got distributed in different products and food products throughout the world. Okay. Right. So they were like, how do we develop a vaccine? Like, how do we get a cure? And she's like, you don't. They're like, what do what do we do? Yeah. She's like, bomb. bomb. You got to bomb the yeah. city. She's like, I'm going to go home and spend time with my family. Yep, I'm going to say goodbye. Yeah, and like, and that's it. And like, that's you know. And then then you hear later about in I think in episode one you hear about uh, a bombing in okay your car. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, they're like, oh, they just you know the the Indonesian government bombed their own city, and that was why. Yeah. Right. So, so then we jump, uh, we jump it, ahead, and mm-hmm. we're back to um, you know Ellie's explaining to Joel and Tess that she's like she's she needs to go west because she's going to try to find a cure. They need they have this they have this firefly group out west, and they have a doctor, and they're going to help use her you know blood or whatever to create uh, an antidote. And yeah. so they're supposed to be going to the state house to trade her for a car. Uh, right. And they have to deal with a swarm of infected. So they cut through this history museum and they yes. run into this weird set of infected. These, you know, clickers, these like, yeah, they're, they're, they're called like clickers. Blind. They're, they're, yeah. You know. So as as the fungus takes over its host, right, it the, how long you've been uh, infected, you know, the certain parts of your your body, basically, you know, like so the clickers. Like they no longer have functioning eyes. The mushrooms and fungi have grown out of their head, right? And you know, so they're called clickers because they make sounds and and they, they can only hear you, right? Right. So they and like in the video game is one of the most terrifying levels, right? Like as you have like three bullets in your gun, Ugh. and there's you know, there's these two, and you could just hear them like, 
you know. Um, so uh, I, I thought that scene was really the the tension oh, yeah. of the clickers and everything. It was super, super good. Done really, really well. Uh, they eventually get away from the clickers. Uh, but unfortunately, Tess did not come through unscathed. Yeah, Ellie gets bitten. She... Um, Tess gets bitten, but she doesn't like. She doesn't really show it right away. But then, like Ellie's bitten, but she's also immune, so like that starts to heal after a while. Um, yeah. You know, after Joel shoots one of these infected, uh, they realize like there's going to be a swarm that comes. They hear this stuff, so they're going to be drawn to it. So yes. they are in. Um, I think they're downstairs in the the main lobby where this group of the, been... sta- of the state building. Yeah. And the other thing that we learn is not only uh, can the infected hear right of uh, the gunshots and everything, there's like trunks and lines of like different fungus, right? And if you step on it, it's that can send it's a system, yeah. so it sends a message to the entire horde. So the entire horde will instantly know where you're at. Yeah. So when they get when they get to the state house, they find out that all of the Firefly agents had been, I guess they'd been jumped, they'd been murdered, no one knows who. Yeah. So they realize this and Tess is like, look, I've been bit. I have to go. I'm gonna I'm gonna, you know, I'll stay. You know, Joel's obviously pissed. He does not want any part of having to deal with Ellie in this whole mission. Right. And, and she, Tess is like his girlfriend, wife, or whatever in this this future as well. Yeah, so they're pretty definitely much. together. Yeah. yeah. And um So she's like, You so, need to but, go, you need to take her. And she like shoots a couple of like like fifty gallon drums of shit and blows up this whole place and and, and <clears throat> Well, she like basically covers the entire like state house in like gasoline and sets up a bunch of gas bombs and as the infected are coming in they're ignoring her because they can she's like she's she's already becoming infected the cordyceps are starting to take control of her she's losing f- motor function of her hand but she has to light this lighter it's the last like thing Zippo, she yeah. has to do yeah right and then one of the uh one of the infected finally notices her and like goes towards her right and they, he does the, you know, like, basically the cordyceps kiss, right? Like, he opens his mouth, oh, the yeah, cordyceps yeah. are coming out. And, like, and as as he, like, kisses Tess, she finally lights the lighter and the state house explodes, right? So, cool scene. Yeah. Joel is stuck with Ellie and now has to transport her basically west towards Wyoming or wherever the yeah. hell they got to go. So now we get to episode three, and this is the uh, this is the Pittsburgh episode. No, I'm just kidding. It's not the Pittsburgh episode. No, um, no, it's the Frank and Bill episode. This is the Frank and Bill episode. This is the wild one. This is a this is a an entire episode, and, and you know, to I, I I once again because I don't know a lot about this video game, I don't know about this part, but they vaguely reference this relationship in the video game, but they're not very explicit. Yes. Whereas no. in the show, we spend, you know, almost a whole episode going through this. But it's also really interesting because, like, you know, Bill's like a uh, he's a prepper. So, of course, yeah, he's, he's a doomsday he's prepper, a doomsday very prepper, far right winged gun nut. So we get to see Bill at the fall of society and he's like yeah he's he's the government is rounding up everybody trying to get them to safety and he's like yeah no fucking way yeah you bootlickers you know what i mean so he's hiding and so everybody leaves and he comes out and he's like all right 
I'm gonna, this is mine now. So he just like, he just cordons off an area. He booby traps it. He fences it off. He's just living yeah. his life. He goes, he goes like Home Depot. He's, he's got like industrial, like strength, everything. He's running like, you know, like this small area of his suburb is completely powered. It's like everything inside his little fenced area. Like the world has not collapsed, yeah. although he only takes care of his house, right, and not so much the properties around him, right. right? So he's like, you know, he'll he'll cut some grass, and he's, you know, he's he, you know, he's he's eating, he's making a nice little meal, and then all of a sudden, um, this this human comes and sets off a motion alarm on the edge of the property, falls in a hole, one of his traps, and he goes yeah. in, and he meets, you know, this is this is Frank. Yes. And so, like, we get, you know, we get this, we get this really interesting, like, you know, in the fall of society, it is like these heartwarming moments that are like the most valuable, right? Right. So, like, there's this, there's this, you know, we get this long period where they <clears throat> begin this relationship and they live together and they develop, you know, Frank. They do uh, fruits and vegetables together, and they, yeah, you so know, they have this this very serious and intense relationship you know bill has spent his whole life basically closeted right because uh you know whatever and so this is really his first relationship and he, and, and and it's at the end of the world <clears throat> but it's this beautiful thing right in the video game frank and bill are are there you get a lot of your surprise supplies from bill you learn some stuff from bill right um, I, I think it's sort of implied that there's a relationship between them, but it's never really delved into. Sure. They spent an entire episode. Nick Offerman is fucking fantastic. As, as usual. Yeah, he's great as everything, right? And uh, and uh, we see a flashback again uh, of Frank and Bill basically sitting and having lunch with Joel and Tess. Yeah. Frank has met... Tess uh, through the radio and has invited them to lunch. Bill fucking hates this idea, but Frank wants to expand their boundaries a little bit, meet people, trade with them, yeah. right, and, and, and stuff like that. Uh, Frank had, unbeknownst to Bill, like traded a couple of guns for you know some strawberry seeds and stuff like that, right, and um, you know, uh, so we see that. The outpost is, uh, you know, Frank forces Bill to sort of up, drag the upkeep that they're doing not only to their home, right, but to the neighborhood. They sort of rebuild the shops that nobody works at, but they still go and shop at, right? Because Frank's like this, we need to have a life. Let's, you know, and like... You know, he's he's teaching Bill how to live to a certain extent. Yeah, right? how to, how to have sense, of, some sense of normalcy. Yeah, yeah. Right. And uh, so we see that their area gets attacked by raiders. Right. Bill gets shot and uh, he's like, go find Joel and Tess. They'll take care of you. And Frank's like, yeah, OK. Yeah. Tell me where the guns are. Yeah. Keep going. Right. And and Frank's sitting there. Right. He's basically nursing Bill back to health. He's like, yep. Keep your mind off of this as I bandage your wound. Yada, yada, yada. And then again, we flash forward a couple of years and we see a wheelchair getting pushed out of the house, right? Uh, at, at this point, before then, they were going jogging. We were seeing that Bill was a little older than Frank, was getting out of shape. Frank was in really good shape. And now Bill's been shot. So you're like, okay, this is Frank pushing Bill through in the wheelchair. Uh-uh. It's the opposite, right? So Frank has 
gotten some sort of disease and, uh, you know, whether it's MS or ALS or something like that, uh, you know, it's definitely like he is in the last stages of his life and Bill has been taking care of him uh, as a loving couple, you know, yada, yada, yada. So Frank's like, listen, I got these. They're high powered, you know, tranquilizers, drugs or whatever. He's like, I want what I'm asking for is one more good day with you. We've had our good days. We've had our bad days. I just want one more good day. And then I want to take all of these and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Bill begrudgingly gives him this. Right. They sort of have a little uh, wedding ceremony and they sort of have a very nice day. Bill makes him the dinner that he made them the first day they met, which is this fancy you know, rabbit and wine on on server trays and th- and things like that, and you know, Bill's like you know upset about doing this, but he knows he has to do it. And then what he tells Frank is he's like, you know, yeah, I put your your medicine, your wine, and I took mine an hour ago. Yeah. yeah. So Bill has decided I have done my purpose was to take care of Frank. That was my job to protect mm-hmm. Frank. And now that Frank's done, I, I, I don't want to go through this anymore. Right, right. Right? And uh, so basically they Romeo and Juliet, right? Like so yeah. they both take their medicine. And now we fast forward. Uh, Joel and Ellie, right, are showing up to the uh, the compound uh, to meet Bill, hopefully get some supplies and shit like that. Which they do. They they find yep, a note. Which they do. And, and and Bill, yeah, Bill leaves him a note, right? He's like, you know, hey, my truck is in the garage. The guns are here, blah, 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 blah. He's like, if I'm, you know, he's like, to whom it may concern, probably Joel, right? <laughs> Knowing that it's probably Joel. Uh, you know, he's like, you know, he's like, I never liked you. But you and I are the same. Mm-hmm. We have a job, and our job is to protect someone. Yours was to protect Tess. Mine is to protect Frank and fuck anybody who gets in our way. Mm-hmm. He's like, so keep that in mind and do what you got to do. But Joel no longer has Tess. Tess is done. So Joel kind of understands now that his job, begrudgingly, is to take care of Ellie. And we start to see him and Ellie getting a little bit more closer, even though Joel is still looking at her as cargo and a mission. He needs this truck. He needs to get to Wyoming to save Tommy. Really, that's the person he has to take care of. Yeah. Yeah. Episode three ends. I thought this was a cool thing. It ends on just that open window where Bill and Frank are presumably dead in bed. Right. Yeah. But also that was a that was a. um, A big thing in the video game is every time you pause the game it was like sort of this curtain blowing blowing in the window window. yeah 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 and they were going to do that with every every episode was going to start with different curtain window shots but they didn't wind up doing it right yeah so then we get a we get a two episode story arc where they get into kansas city Mm -hmm. and they which in the game was supposed to be Pittsburgh, pittsburgh but Yes. Yeah, yeah, whatever. And then they uh they get they get ambushed. Um uh Joel almost dies, but Ellie produces Frank's pistol and shoots a guy, and Joel begrudgingly lets her keep a hold of this pistol. But yeah. this is where we meet um who the group that is running Kansas City, and this is uh Kathleen. Um, Kathleen, and this is a group that is overthrown. 
the Kansas City right. Fedra yeah. and taking over the QZ. And Kansas City Fedra has been, like, historically known for um, being, like, even more pieces of shit than any other city's Fedra. Sure. Right? Like, uh, so, abusive and things like that. So her uh, her brother was a motivation for her. He's dead. Um, he was killed by someone. Um, so she is kind of a hard ass. And her... Um, her second in command is uh, what's his name? Perry Perry. Now, the funny thing about Perry, he's played by Jeffrey Pierce. Jeffrey Pierce yeah. was the actual person who modeled Perry in the video game. So that's yes. pretty cool, right? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. that they kept that. Um, so. Uh, Ellie and, and Joel he, still... uh, he also he also voiced Tommy in the video game. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So uh, Joel and Ailey are still on the run. Um, they they are trying to hide somewhere in this building, um, but they uh, and Kathleen and Perry are are they've taken over the city. But their whole thing is to find. He, she keeps on saying that we have to find Henry. We know he's with Sam. Right. Right. So they're looking for people. Right. right? So they're Henry looking for somebody. Sam. We don't know why, but we ultimately find out that it's because uh, her brother's dead. And, you know, Henry is responsible. Henry, Henry Henry was the one who basically sold her brother out to the Fedra authorities. Right. Yeah. And we find out later that he did so because Sam, his little brother, has cancer. So he was doing it to get medicine for Sam. Right. Sam is also deaf and only communicates via sign language. Yeah. And um, so at the end of episode four, um, Joel and Ellie are hiding, but Sam and Henry find them. They stumble onto them. Um, in episode yes. five, we get a little bit of backstory about um, uh, Henry and Sam on the run. Um, they yep. decide that they're going to join up. They're going to try to get out of the city. Um, Henry says there is some underground tunnels. Um, and they're going to try to use these tunnels. Now, you know, all the while we know that Kathleen and uh, Perry know Perry. that there is a giant. Uh, what is it for? A herd. A herd is uh, just some mass of, you know, this infected infected yeah. or whatever. Right. And 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 Sam know, and Henry knows this as well. He said, yeah, because the, they said, what did they do with all the infected? Well, they. They pushed him into the tunnels, right? Yeah. But Henry, Henry's like, I, I knew a guy, Fedra guy, said that that wasn't true. T tunnels are clear, right? So that's how they're going to get out of Kansas is by taking the tunnels because nobody's going to be looking through them because they're, uh, you know, obviously overrun with infection. Yeah. So they get in and out of the tunnels. Uh, while we're there, we have a little moment with um, Sam and Ellie, who are both kids. And so, yes. like, they, you know, the, the 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 one overarching part of this show is that Ellie has not had a, she a has childhood. These, she really. has these fleeting moments of a childhood, but everything right. else is just, you know, trial by fire. And it's really difficult. So, like, you have these right. fun, touching moments of childhood. Right, because um, Ellie grew up in a federal orphanage. Yeah. Right. She was dropped off at a federal orphanage. And, you know, like when Marlene's testing her to see, you know, like, okay, all right, you're bitten. Yeah, they sort of put her through these tests. And she's like, no, I, I know that you were brought you. She's like, how do you know this? What are you, my mother? She's like, no, but I'm the person that brought you to that orphanage. Yeah. Right. So that's one of the things that Marlene says in episode one. That's kind of a key point. Yeah. Right. So um, they they do get out uh, out of the tunnels. And then this is where we see the sniper, the old man sniper. 
Yep. Um, so they and then Joel Joel's able to go over and and sneak you know, up he on him. Gets the drop on the sniper. He's got his gun drawn, and and the guy's like looking at him. And Joel's like, "Don't do it. Don't reach for the gun. Don't pull it on me. Let us go. You go your way. We go our way." The guy right. goes for his gun. Joel shoots him dead. So, uh, and grabs the rifle, right? While this is going on, um, Kathleen and Perry Kathleen and their shows, whole militia yeah. shows up. And yeah. so there's a little bit of a firefight. But while the firefight is going on, one of their trucks, like, crashes into a building and basically exposes this gigantic horde. And yes. so they're distracted. It basically distracted. causes, like, a big uh, what it, a sinkhole, yeah. right? Like, it, it, so a big sinkhole and then infected just start coming out of the ground. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, you know, before like, um, you know, before Kathleen can get a hold of Henry, all of this, this horde of, 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 of um, infected come out, including this like, you know, mini boss and the, uh, mini- yeah, b- uh, the bloater is what yeah. the, the giant bloater, right? So Joel's up in the window. He's in the perch trying to snipe as many infected as possible. The little kid infected is fucking terrifying, right? So like, creepy. The one like uh, in the chasing chasing uh, Ellie around in the back uh, of the car. Oh, gross! Yeah. Oh so, my god, that that has to be one of the most like horror esque episodes of uh, parts of this episode, right? It's oh, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they they wind up getting away, right? Kathleen, Perry, they're all dead, right? Uh, overtaken by the horde. Uh, Joel, Henry, Sam, and Ellie escape. And they wind up at a, a motel, right, where they're going to hold up for the night. Uh, I think Henry and Sam are basically going to tag along with Joel because, again, Joel is the fucking man, right? Like, Henry realizes this. He's not the the person that can go and survive on his own, but he can help Joel, right? And Joel is that guy that can handle the infected and handle, you know, even worse, some of the people that are still out there that aren't infected, Right. Um, it's at this point that Sam shows Ellie, they're hanging out in, in a room, right? They're kind of talking they're talking about their favorite comic books, right? And Sam shows her that he's been bit. He was bit during that attack and that he's scared. And she tells him, she shows him her bite mark and, you know, tells him that her blood is medicine, so she basically cuts her hand and then rubs her blood on his wound. wound. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, not that. the smartest thing, but she, you know, she's a 13, 14 year old girl. Right. Uh, you know, he, he uh, basically asks, you know, will you stay up with me all night? And she says, yes. She falls asleep. She doesn't manage to stay up. She wakes up. She sees that Sam, who is stone deaf, right, is just sort of staring out the window uh, she's like, oh, sorry, I fell asleep. And she taps him on his shoulder. And when he turns, he's rah, fully infected and attacks her, right? So they bust through the door. Joel's like, what the fuck? Hey, yo, Henry's like, what? what is going on? Joel has his gun drawn on, on Sam. Henry's like, put your fucking gun down, has his gun drawn on Joel. And then he realizes that Sam is about to, you know, maul Ellie because, you know, Immune or not, somebody, you know, like an infected could still eat you. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and, and that's, you know, that's the reality of it. So <clears throat> Henry shoots Sam and kills him. Then he realizes what he's done. He's like, what have I done? And Joel's like, take it easy, take it easy. Sam, Henry overall, turns the gun. Yeah, yeah Henry's overall. Turns the gun on himself and fires. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
It's a heavy episode. It's a heavy yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, I think the whole thing's going to be heavy because it's, you know, there's a right. lot. So yeah. the, we get into the, we get in episode six, and they're, um, you know, three months later they finally get to Wyoming, and uh, right. they meet a, a very funny Native American. Oh, uh, the Native American couple's hilarious. Oh my God, they're so good. They're like, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're gonna steal our rabbits, right? They're like, yeah, don't go out past the river, right? Yeah. Like, what's past the river? Death. Yeah, I mean, they're just this well, old... Which river? Which river? Yeah. They're this old Native American company that was living off the grid long before this went down. So they're, like, totally fine. They don't yeah. give a shit. Yeah, they're, like, deep in the wilderness. They don't care. So, um... But they get caught by a couple of people, and they these people take them back to their community, and they realize that this is, like, it's Joel, and he reunites with Tommy, which is great. And then Tommy's at the community. Yep. Yeah. Tommy's got a wife now, Maria, who's pregnant. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, this is where there's a lot of things that happen, right? Like Ellie learns from Maria about Joel and Sarah. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Tommy learns about, you know, where, what, what Joel's been doing and, and what, where, you know, what Ellie needs to do, where they need to get there. They need to get him somewhere. So they have this, this great little community. There's a hilarious communism um, joke. Um, right. She's they, like, well, yeah, they're like, well, I mean, no, this is America. I mean, it's American. It's not communism. She's like, well, I mean, we, we are commune. a commune. We're a commune. That's a hundred percent what communism is. Yeah. yeah I mean, so, <laughs> but they have a very idealistic society. Everything works out really well there. You know, Ellie's hanging out with, um, you know, what's her name? Um, Maria. Maria, yeah. yeah. Uh, and in the game, we actually don't go to this town until The Last of Us 2. We only go outside of it. That's oh. where we meet Maria and Tommy. Um, uh, but, you know, the, Joel asks Tommy to finish this mission to get Ellie to this uh, university where the fireflies are, right? Well, and he, uh, he asked him to do it because, and you see this very slightly in the previous episode. Like he's getting old, he's getting yeah. old, and it looks like he might even be having like heart issues or whatever. Like, yeah, you know, right. I don't know if it's mental issues, but it definitely seems like he's like having some heart issues. It's so. it's definitely I it's it's mental, right? Because as he's spending more time with Ellie, he's caring for her. He's sure, loving that's not her making like him f- mental though. No, but it, it is because of his loss of Sarah. Right. He's now in charge of protecting this girl and 20 years older when he couldn't protect Sarah. Right. So this is all weighing on him. Right. And he's like, Tommy, you have to do this. People have gotten the jump on me. I can't protect her. You know what I mean? You have to do this. Right. And so he goes and tells Ellie. Right. Listen, Tommy's going to. And she's she's pissed. She's like, everybody has given up on me except for you, except for fucking you. Right. And now you're going to, you know, just ditch me off to somebody else. Like everybody else has ditched me off to somebody else. Right. And like, yeah, this weighs on him. Tommy's getting her shit ready the next day. They're packing up the horses. Right. Joel shows up and he's like, I think it's fair, only fair that you have the choice. So you can. And she doesn't even wait. She just gives him a hug. And that's it. There, it's Joel and Ellie off to go handle their shit. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so they get into Utah. Uh, yep. And they find this hospital and all these monkeys, but they don't find any people. Right. So, but it also looks like they may have cleaned up and split. So, 
they're gonna try to they're gonna try to keep going and, and find somebody else. They run into a, another group of raiders who attacks yep. them. This is just insane to me, like how human beings will just like devolve and immediately attack other people. Like, you know, we're at the end. We're like in we're we're, we're in the apocalypse, and instead of like trying to make friends with people who could be friends, who could be like allies, they just immediately attack them. Like, holy shit, is humanity awful? Right. So Joel, uh, one of them attacks Joel. Joel kills him, but he gets stabbed. So they escape on horseback, but he collapses because he's been like, you know, kind of gut stabbed. So we get we get an episode or two where um, Joel is kind of, you know, I mean, I guess I, I guess this works out a little better for me time wise when I think about it. But like there, you know, he got stabbed in the gut and, you know, he's just laying there. And so she's trying to we we have a flashback to, you know, Ellie's time in the Fedra camp and her best friend who wanted to join the Fireflies. And they're like last night together in a mall, which was totally right. rad. Um, yeah. But- so they, they do all this cool, cool stuff. So it's her friend and it's also it's her best friend in the world. They're both in the Fedra orphanage. We sort of see Ellie on her own at one point, And the Fedra captain's like, listen, you're a smart kid. If you fucking stop being a little shit you could be a leader right you could be whatever but if you keep doing you know keep getting into fist fight fist fights and all this other shit you're going to be a grunt taking orders from these people for the rest of your life right so ellie kind of takes this to heart like i could be something if i uh, if i apply myself uh her friend comes back they go on this fucking adventure thingy and, you know, she tells her that she's with the Fireflies and, you know, and yada, yada, yada. And Ellie's like, well, that's fucking stupid. She's like, well, I, I wanted to do something. <laughs> you know, they're still they're teenage kids. Right. Oh, yeah, and, they, and, and they go to the mall. Ellie's obsessed with Mortal Kombat 2. They go to the arcade and they get to play it. And it's, you know, it's kind of a great kind of thing. Right. In the video game, they wanted it to be Mortal Kombat 2. But because of licensing, oh, yeah, it's, sure. some, it's some completely made up game. Uh, and, and we see sort of this like burgeoning relationship between these two, sure. right? Like they're young, they like each other, they don't really know how to deal it. Uh, <clears throat> and as they're having all these emotional conversations, right? Of course, towards the end, the mall's not completely clean. Sure. There's a fucking infected in it. He gets out, they both get bit. Right. Ellie doesn't know that she's immune at this point. Right, right. So so they so they both they both uh, are bit. They both think they're going to turn, and they're like, "Well, what are we going to do?" You know, and, um, the one girl, not Ellie, but her girlfriend's like, "Well, we could take the easy way out, right? Or we can spend every moment that we have, whether it's two minutes or two hours, or two days, you know, together." Yeah. So this is Riley. Riley, that's yeah. her name. Yes. Yeah. So, so you know. Uh, Riley dies, uh, I guess. Ellie doesn't. Um, but this is also like this flashback helps her realize that she needs to um, keep going, like keep, you know, to try and save, you know, if if someone can be saved, like you need to try to save them. So like she, yeah. you know, so she we flash back to the present. She starts stitching up Joel's wound. Yeah, which, Joel has Joel has told her to leave. And yeah. she's she was. You can see that she's mulling it over in her head. What do I do? She clearly cares about Joel and loves him, right? They have sort of now this begrudging father-daughter 
relationship, right? Right. And then she, you know, you see it, it clicks in her head, fuck that, I'm staying, I don't give a shit what he said, I'm going to figure it out. And that's, uh, you know, she grabs some needle and thread, <coughs> and she stitches his wound closed as best she can. Yeah. So then we get to the next episode, she goes out on her own to try and find some food, because they have, like, no food left. Right, so, so she, she goes, goes out to hunt, yep. because Joel's been teaching her to hunt as yep. well, right? So she shoots a deer. Now, I, I, I don't know. I, I think that at some point in here, probably before this point, we see this little commune, this little religious commune. Yes, and yes. There's yep. the preacher and there's his people. And, you know, they're, you know, they're they're kind of struggling. But some of their people went out looking for food or whatever. And some of them died and didn't come back. Wink, right. wink. And wink, wink. Yep. They ran into somebody that killed them. Right. And then the the one girl's like. I want to bury my dad. It's proper. You know, it's the only right thing to do. Yeah. And then the preacher's like, I understand the Arab side. Then he like slaps the shit out of her. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I forget what, what no, uh, that's not right away. Oh, no. He, he's, he explains that it's winter. The ground it's is winter, frozen. They can't, right. we can't bury anybody. Right. So then they, then they find, then they go out hunting. Right. Because they weren't sure. They're unsure of themselves. So he's like, all right, let's go hunting. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll find food. So this is where, you know, Ellie shoots a deer. These guys stumble upon the deer thinking that they can take it. She, you know, gets the jump on them and is like, get the fuck away from my deer. And, you know, he's trying to like be, you know, nice to her. And, you know, she's like, you know, what do you have? We can give you medicine. She's like, what medicine? He's like, all right, yeah. you know, I'll split the deer with you. You give me some medicine. And um, so these guys are starting to put things together. Like, you know, this is probably the people that might have jumped our people. So one of his guys, uh, James, he goes back. He gets medicine. She's sitting there with this preacher. He's talking about, like, how he wasn't always religious. But then, you know, the end times came and then he became religious. And, you know, who cares? Whatever. Um, this is where, like, she leaves and they go back to um, – they go back to the camp, and this is where the girl was like, you know, why didn't you kill her? Like, you know, they killed my dad. Right. You should have killed yeah, them. Yeah, because cause, cause the preacher guy, Dave, right, is like, yeah, yeah, they got they got attacked by a guy, and he had a kid with him, about a 14-year-old girl, right, looking at her, knowing that it's it's her. She's the kid that was with him, right? Yeah. He knows it, right? And but there's something about her that is intriguing to him, whether it's the look, you know, like he, you know, he obviously does want to bring her into the community. Yeah. Uh, interesting point about James. James portrayed by the voice actor who did Joel in the video game. Oh, cool. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, they he sends their his people back to basically go kill Joel. Right. And um she she gets back a couple of days ahead of time. She's been she's got penicillin from them. She has no idea what to do with it. Just, she's oh. just sticking it into his infected wound. She's got a syringe and is just pumping insulin or or or, or uh, penicillin. antibiotics, penicillin, just in a syringe into his infected wound. Oh right? god. <laughs> that hurts. That hurts me just thinking about it. It hurts me just yeah. talking about it. So they, so they, 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 they find, get there. Yeah. Yeah. They find them. Right. She's like, she basically puts a knife in Joel's hand. She's like, they're here. They're here for us. I'm going to lead them away. If anybody comes down here, you fucking kill them. And he's out of it. But she just puts the knife in his hand. She comes back upstairs, drags a cabinet in front of the door. Right. To help hide it. Right? Yeah. 
this is this is where I got this is where I was like, all right, this is weird. Like she runs away. Um, they somebody shoots the horse and they 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 capture her. Um, one of these guys goes into the house and finds the cabinet and sees the marks. And so he goes out in the basement. Joel's not on the mattress that he'd been laying on. He comes yeah. out. There's a struggle. Joel kills the guy. Now Joel is yeah. like upright and he's mobile. And then he's going to go. He I think he like captures two other guys, maybe another guy. Right. And there no, he captures like, the other two. He's he like captures two. Yeah. So he kills one guy and he's interrogating two guys and then he kills probably both of them. And I'm just like, all right, that penicillin must be some shit right there. Like that yeah, is that is some serious penicillin. Joel Joel is that guy. I mean, he's he's the yeah. hero of the video game, right? Like, I mean, he is he is the he is the hero, right? Yeah. So and and he's he's got a mission. He's gotta save Ellie, right? So, like so yeah. while while he's like trying to get to their camp. Ellie is kind of been captured by these guys and she's in a cage and she's realizing that like these people have been like cutting up other people. She sees an ear on the floor. On the floor. She sees a human ear. So they haven't been not burying their dead because the ground's frozen. They've been taking them and butchering them and using their dead to feed the population. Yeah. So. Right. Super gross, so, but also, you know, super gross. Right. But, you know, uh, David is like he sees Ellie not as like one of the sheep that follow him, but somebody that is like him, that's fiery. And he is infatuated with her and in, and grossly in love with her. Pretty gross. And wants to marry her. Right. So he's like, let's start with what your name is. Right. And she won't tell him. She's basically like, fuck you. And then as he's telling her. <coughs> People like us were meant to lead. We could do it together, yada, yada, yada. She, like, he puts her, his hand on, on the cage as she's, like, looking at him, like, oh, my God, is he is he telling the truth? And, and yeah, yeah. And, like, she puts her hand over his and then, like, just fucking breaks his finger, which is such a great thing, right? Like, just bends it back. And then he's like, you little bitch, I'm going to fucking, yeah, yada, yada, yada. And yeah. then she screams as he's walking out, she screams Ellie. <clears throat> and he looks at her like, what? He's like, Ellie, tell him the little girl that broke your fucking finger is Ellie, right? She's such a little badass, and I love it. Yeah. Then James comes downstairs. There is a struggle. They put her on the table where she realized she's probably going to get cut up and eaten. Yes, um, right. She gets a hold of a knife, stabs James. He bleeds out and dies. Um, oh, like fucking machetes him to the head. Machetes, it's like oh, a yeah. cleaver. It's a yeah. cleaver, and she like fucking cleavers him in the head. So wild. So then yeah. uh, the preacher dude... Um, chases her into like their main dining hall. Uh, she somebody sets it on fire. He does. I, don't know I think. I, no, does. I think she does. Oh, no, okay. I think she does. Or, or maybe he does. I can't remember. But the the building basically is on fire, and this is like one of the toughest levels in the game, right? Like because oh, you're cool. also playing as Ellie, right? And it's like uh, you know. So basically, they get into this fight. Ellie, who has killed in the past, right? She takes this dude down and fucking hacks him up. Mince meets his face, right? So Mince meets his face. Yeah. And as she's coming out after killing this dude brutally, right? Joel's there running up too late to save the day. And like she sees him, you know, she has the knife ready and he's like, it's me, it's me, it's me. Yeah, and like that's when she's upset, distraught, and he's like, "It's it's me, baby girl." And that's the first time he calls her baby girl, like he did Sarah, puts his coat out, 
end of the episode. Ellie's forever changed at this point. You know what I mean? And then we go to uh, the final episode. Yeah. They call right, it, uh, this is called Look for the Light. I like to refer to as the big lie. Yes. Um, we do a quick flashback where we talk about, uh, where we see um, uh, Ellie's, she's she's b- being born. Um, she's like, her mom was bitten by an infected, and it infected as she gives birth. So that's where the immunity comes from. Then she ends up with Marlene. Yeah. Um, in the, in Inter- the interesting side note, like while we're, while we're seeing this, right? Like I'm like, is this Ellie in the future? The, the actress looks eerily like Bella oh, Ramsey, cool. right? Sounds eerily like her and is actually uh, played by the woman who voiced Ellie in the video game. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ashley Johnson. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so lo- lo- a lot of throwbacks to people in the video game being in the show, too, which is great. Super cool. Uh, yeah. So they're they're walking back. Ellie is still fucking out of it. The only thing that sort of brings her out as they're they're going through is she's like, oh, my God, you got to fucking see this. Right. And they sort of get through this building and Ellie's on the second landing and there's just a giraffe oh, yeah, walking yeah, yeah. through the park. Right. Um, And is that Joel here? Is love. I yeah, thought that was here. in Kansas City. All right. No, 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 no. That's here. Right. So they sort of feed this giraffe. Joel shows her how to feed it. He's like, is this your first time seeing a giraffe? She's like, yeah. Yeah. So they have sort of this warming moment and they're walking through. And Joel's like, he's like, do you want to turn around? Like, we don't have to do this. Right. And Ellie's like, if there's a chance that I could help everybody, it's all we've been through has to be for something. Right. Yeah. And then Joel starts to tell her Joel's got this can't hear so well out of his one of his ears got a scar right he's like she's like yeah no you told me you know somebody shot at you they missed right and you shot back and you missed right he's like kind of and he tells a story that what really happened is the person that shot at him and missed was himself he tried taking his own life after Sarah died and uh and failed right so like so a lot of redemption arc for Joel and, you know, he's like, you know, a lot of people say taking the easy way out, but the easy way ain't that easy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's at this time a flashbang goes off, right? And you see uh, Joel and Ellie get taken. And it turns out they get taken by the fireflies. They're in a hospital. Marlene's there, right? She's at Joel's bedside. And he's like, where's Ellie? He's out of it. They've been flashbang. He got hit, knocked out. She's like... She's getting prepped for surgery. You know, what do you mean surgery? And he's like, well, they want to take a sample of the cortisopes, right, uh, in her body and uh, create an antibody from that. He's like, cortisopes attached to your brain. And she's like, yeah. Knowing that they don't want to take tests for Ellie. They don't want to take her blood. They want to take these cortisopes, remove them from her, which is going to kill her. They're going to have to cut out a piece of her brain. Right. And there's no guarantee that they're going to make these antibodies, but there is a guarantee a hundred percent that Ellie is going to die. And Joel's like, that's bullshit. She's like, go ask. You think if you asked Ellie what she would want to do, if she thought there was a chance to save all of humanity, would it be worth it? And Joel doesn't say anything. She's like, you know, she would. Right. She's like, and Marlene's like, I, I don't have a choice in this. This is what has to happen. And Joel just kind of quietly says, I do. Right? Like, I have a choice. So Mar- Marlene says, you know what? I'm going to let you go. I'm going to have these people walk you out, yada, yada, yada. 
And then we have these sort of two armed guys walking Joel out. And this is where we get to see Joel in action. As Joel. Yeah. Sizing up. Like every time he takes a, like a step and a stop and they kind of he's gauging what they're going to do. Right. And like then we see once he finds out where pediatrics is, <clears throat> we see him put his plan into place and Joel becomes a fucking badass. To kills those two dudes, gets their guns, and is just on a fucking mission to get to Ellie, <clears throat> which he does. Right? Uh, so he wastes however many people are there in the Fireflies, gets to the the operating table, right? The surgeon's like, you can't be in here. Starts coming at him with the, the uh, scalpel, right? Joel pops him. The two nurses are there, and he's like, you're going to take her off his table, right? And I think the nurses are the only people that he lets live, right? Yeah, he, yeah, like, probably, he, yeah. He, yeah, the one dude puts his gun down, puts his hands up. He Joel, like, looks at him. He gets clipped, right? <laughs> and then, you know, they get to the parking garage. Joel is loading up Ellie, and then Marlene's there with a the gun, right? And she's like, you know, you can't do this, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Joel has Ellie in his arms. Marlene doesn't realize that he still has a handgun underneath. He pops her right in the stomach. She's down. He puts Ellie in the car. Marlene's like, just go. You know, it is what it is. Just let me be. Let me live. And Joel basically goes, you'd only follow her. And he puts one between her eyes. Right. We wake up. Ellie wakes up in the backseat of the car. I can't remember what Joel told told her, right? Like, oh, they didn't need you. There was, turns out there was like 12 or 13 other kids just like you out there. Yeah, it already didn't work. Yeah, yeah it already didn't work, right? <laughs> and Ellie's pretty suspicious about this. He's like, we're just going to go back. We're going to go visit Tommy. We're just going to stay there. We're going to raise some sheep, go on the moon, whatever it is you want to do, right? And as they're walking, you know, Ellie's very uh, despondent, you know, and she basically, you know, asks, is what you're telling me the truth? That everybody <laughs> at the Firefly facility is fine. Marlene is fine. And, you know, he's like, yeah, it's the truth. When clearly it is not. Right. The big lie. Yeah, it's a huge lie. And that's where the show ends. Before they go back to Tommy uh, and, and the city, Joel... Obviously, clearly <coughs> in love with Ellie, like his daughter, lying to her on the biggest stage when he could have just been like, no, but I had to decide whether I would just let them kill you on a chance that it could work. And that's where season one ends. Yeah, pretty, uh, pretty wild. Yep. And it is confirmed for season two, so we will get a Last of Us 2. Um, having played the video game, I thought this was really uh, a faithful adaptation. Um, and, uh, I really liked it. Uh, cinematography was fantastic. Uh, there was a couple of new directors that got a chance to direct episodes. I thought it was great. A lot of crossover from the actors of the video games. Uh, the acting was good. I thought Bella Ramsey was really awesome and endearing as Ellie, uh, Pedro Pascal escorting a child across different worlds and landscapes <laughs> is the show that we all turn in to watch, whether it's in space or in fucking yeah. Wyoming. It's it's what I'm here for. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I as a show, I thought it was great. I mean, I don't I don't know anything about the video game outside of what we've you know talked about. So like, I don't really have a, lot, a frame of reference. But as a show, um, it's good. I'm always uh, appalled at uh, the breakdown of American humanity and what people what we devolve into. Uh, we we devolve into the worst people. Um, so right. that's that's pretty sad. But you know, what are you gonna do? And hence the title, The Last of Us, right? Yeah. Like, you know, like whether it's good or bad, it's it's The Last of Us, the right? Last, the last good people. Yes, right? I and guess. the last, just the last people in general. It's The Last of Us, right? Yeah, it's pretty, it's not, pretty wild. It's not pretty. It's not pretty. It never is <clears throat> when left to our own accord. Uh, but, I mean, I, I really enjoyed the show. Uh, I've, I actually thought it was one of the better shows that I've seen so far this year. Um, can't really think of anything else. That's come out that I thought was as good. Uh, but I mean, yeah, it's only, highly, it's only April, so yeah, it's only April. Could be something coming out. You know, what I mean, out. I looked at my watch. Like, yep, yep, yeah, it's April. Um, by the time most people will be listening to this, it'll be uh, American Easter as well. Like, usually these come out on Sunday, right? So yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, true. Get some eggs. Get some eggs, bud. Get some eggs, but yeah, bitches. Highly recommended. Uh, Eight point two. 8.2. Yeah. Great. No, no, it's like a 7.5. I don't know. I, I, I don't know where to go, really. I don't, you know. Um. Oh, yeah. I mean, I thought that it's a fresh take on the zombies. The cordyceps are cool. They're real things. Like It they, is a real thing, yeah. Yeah. They Super really creepy. do mind control ants and shit like that. And if it, uh, if it could survive in uh, a temperature above 94 degrees, it could get in you too. Right. So like there is. Right. Yeah. There is a, there is an element of reality there and it's, it's pretty cool. Um, the acting is fantastic. You know, from, from Sarah was great. All the young actors and actresses uh, were fantastic. Uh, Pedro Pascal crushed it as Pedro Pascal is want to do. Yeah. Um, Kathleen was a little annoying. You know what I mean? She was like, it was like, wh- Kathleen yeah. was like, yeah, like what? All the viral videos of like Karen's asking for managers, right? right? Like what would happen if one of them ran a militia that took over an entire city? That's basically who Kathleen was. Yeah. And the militia like followed her. Oh, yeah, for sure. She carried them into submission. Yeah, which was really weird because obviously Perry was the clear-cut leader in that. Yeah. He he looked the part, right? And, like, what was interesting is, like, when, when we saw, you know, Fedra fall in Kansas City, just how vicious they were, like, hanging the Fedra agents yeah. and just beating them in the streets. Like, <coughs> Fedra had to be terrible, but those people were really no better. Goddamn Americans are the worst. Mm. The Last of Us, bud. Sick, sick bastards. But so. that's all the time we have for now. We rambled on probably far too long. We were talking about DCU and then fucking this and then that and the blah 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 blah. I spilled a beer. But yeah, you spilled a beer. There was a whole it was a whole <laughs> thing. This is fucking fuck this episode. It's terrible. But as always, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening to us ramble. Uh happy Easter. American Easter, as is, is those of us who are Greek or Orthodox like to say, oh. we, we call you guys Xenos, which means the other. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But happy uh, Easter if you celebrate. Happy Passover if you celebrate that. Happy. Have a great Seder. Seder. Have a right? great I don't Seder. Know. So, well, Seder yeah. is the uh, ceremony. 
Oh yeah, yeah. That's dinner. for Passover, right? That's the yeah. dinner. That's the uh, the Passover dinner. The a lot big of bitter, Seder. A lot of bitter herbs. Is there a lot of bitter herbs? Yeah, a lot of bitter herbs there. Or just a bit of bitter herbs. The bitter herbs, the charred, probably that charred egg. There's I'm gonna like... eat some chocolate bunnies. I, oh, that's all I know. Oh man, it, not at the not a... at Passover, dude. Ugh. Oh no, that's. Uh... <laughs> It's chocolate bunny season, right? Because it is the birth of spring, and we have bunnies and ducks because, you know, you want to talk about spring, it's time to fuck is basically what it comes down to. Whoa, whoa. That's what the whole thing is. It's reproductive. That's why you get bunnies. We'll go into this another time, people. Thanks for hanging out. (laughs) Jesus.